Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. Here we go. Glad you're here with us. We are proud to present to you a great idea about this whole notion about how do you preserve cultural culture, real culture in your organization. There's a lot of faux stuff going around. I'm going to take a look at that. What is that all about? And how do you do it in a way that's that's healthy for everybody in the organization? And there's this idea here that, again, we've been talking about junk kind of hopping around from this place to that place in leadership. And now that's not such a great idea. And uh, it begins with leadership, but it also begins with leadership sticking rather than straying and just jumping around. So let's, let's take it from that position. If you can't stay in your organization, number one, you're not going to be able to have a great legacy by any means, stretch of the imagination, but your impact on the organization is going to be minimal and it's probably going to be not something that's really sustainable. It'll be kind of a fake kind of a thing. So anyway, let's start with that. Rich, what are your thoughts? You know, this is this is about leadership turnover again and the ability to preserve your organizational culture. And if you break down, if you look at organizational culture, it is a top-down function. It comes from the senior leadership down. And if you've constantly got a leadership turnover issue, um, senior leadership um, and and higher, you know, C-suite, whatever, that culture is going to be constantly churning. There's not going to be any long-term relationships built. you know, you're not going to have employees throughout the ranks really getting a good example of what the organization should be like. Um, and so what happens there, a lot of times, you know, people don't have a culture they can follow. And so what happens, it turns into a bunch of managers operating on their own, sometimes conflicting intuitions. Mm-hmm. And they become predators. Become, as you were discussing in this one thing by Matone, they kind of become wolves. You know, what's in it for them? What is it they can become these predators? And they're now fighting over territory, battling budgets. They're battling other departments and they're wanting to be preeminent in the whole thing. Kind of a vicious form of of, uh, the whole thing of, you know, silo kings and silo queens. I mean, they're just that kind of roaming out there looking for the opportunity for themselves. That's that's not good. And that creates creates an expectation in, in organizations that you should be loyal to me. There's that whole thing, do it because I told you to do it. That is not a good relationship because it's not reciprocal. You know, trust is a reciprocal principle. 
that we're all working in it together for the best outcomes. Yeah. You know, you know, organizational culture, Michael, thrives when you've got a steady leadership team that can constantly deliver the right message, the right purpose for the organization, uh, you know, show the correct example to everybody in, in the organization. So it's, it's, it's a focal point for everybody in that company to see who, who has the vision of the organization. What's our purpose? But if that's, that's constantly turning over, you know, that churn resets that organizational culture every time someone at that level leaves. And the problem is we're seeing that more and more. We talked about leadership turnover being at 18% right now. Uh, during the, the uh, great resignation, a, a good majority, not, not majority, but a good majority of the leaders that left, not majority of the, the entire people, but majority of the leaders that left were C-suite people. Now, if you look at organizational culture, that changes every single time someone at that level is is changed and comes in new. And that level, when they're leaving at that rate and at that level, what you've got are leaders that, number one, can't see how to win, how they they can no longer see how to make it happen and to be successful in their organizations. Now, that may be a personal lacking that they have as a leader. It may be a cultural situation that has been set up that they can't see how to work through the culture problems now. Uh, or it may be they just get tired of the of the nonsense yeah. and they're just not going to put up anymore. So they walk away from it. Yes. So there's this. So, so, so if we were to say, like, well, what is a good culture looks look like? You know, there's there's really the sense that most people want if you are a healthy person, a grown up person, a mature person who wants to work, who enjoys their work, that wants to look forward to going to work, what you really want is to have a, a culture where it's collegial. That is, we're all in it together. We're working things together out with respect and with uh, with, uh, with the sense of uh, of just, of you know, that we're in it together. Nobody has to be predominant. Nobody has to be, you know, dominating others, along with the idea that there's a collaborative feeling about how we're getting things done. And so it needs to be a friendly place. It cannot be an adversarial place. That's the main thing. And some people think that you go into a business or you go into an organization, they have already predetermined that they're going to be predatory. They're going to be adversary. Yes. That's what they're going to be. And so they're looking for opportunities again. I know I'm repeating myself. That kind of stuff you can't have. Now, they they may cloak it as I'm just a competitive person. I want to get ahead. I want to make sure that we're doing really well. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. It, it, getting ahead is not done by stabbing people in the back. Getting ahead of people is not telling stories about them, going behind their people, people's backs and, you know, spreading rumors and that kind of stuff. That's just plain old aggressive BS, if you want to know the truth. It does not make for a relationship or a, uh, an industry of trust. Yeah. And see, now the, the big thing about that we talked about, without trust, you cannot have a high level of of collaboration, you have some cooperation, but not high level right. collaboration. Nor can you have a high level of innovation, or synergy, or even synthesis. That working at that higher level of how do we really solve problems? Correct. So, what's your experience in terms of having to deal with challenges where it's been more adversarial rather than you know collegiate? You know, part of that uh, being able to argue your point, if you will. 
being able to really set the, the, the standard really comes from long term, comes from time, comes from understanding the organization, comes from understanding your job, comes from understanding the people that you work with. At that point that you can truly, you know, make make a change or make a distinction in what it is that you need to accomplish. Uh, remember that, you know, with all these, with, with uh, leadership turnover, there may be a lot of great planning with new leaders coming in. May be a lot of great uh, solutions thrown on the table. But the thing is, is if you got that constant leadership turnover, you're not going to be executing those those plans. It doesn't matter how much planning you have. It doesn't matter how much solutions uh, or problem solving, whatever it is that you've got on the table, unless you can actually execute that. That really comes with being able to retain those executives, retain those managers, especially for organizational culture. Here's the thing, Michael, values define culture, but it's behaviors that drive culture. Now, if if you need want all the employees in the company to change their mindset so their behaviors continue to help drive that cultural success in the company, they need long-term executives and managers that they can look up to that are have that behavior of driving their culture, that behavior of, of utilizing the values, the purpose of the organization to define their culture. If that doesn't exist and there's that constant churn, you don't have anybody to look up to. It becomes like what we said, lone wolves. It develops into silos, develops into an unhealthy, toxic organization. And so when you have leaders that are, that get the culture, that understand what it's all about, they, they, they understand the underlying values that yeah. support the vision and the mission of the organization. And the thing that they must do is, while they get that, they must reach out to their employees. They must reach out to other managers. They yes. must, must reach out to other people in leadership position and help them understand what those values are, right? what they mean, how they are applied, why they are important, why we practice them, why we come back to them time and time again to, keep the, to really create the sustainability of the organization right. and its mission in serving its clientele, its customers. Absolutely. So it's not just, it's, not, it, it's the example. It is also the training. The training. And that's where oftentimes it falls apart because the training is not, you know, might say dripping down to those other levels of why do we do this? You know, what that what is that all about? I know you were very good with your people explaining this is why we do things, this is why it's important. It's important for us, it's important for our customers, and all those kinds of things. Unless that's going on, you're not going to create the kind of relationship that has that stickiness within within themselves that creates the sustainability of the organization and its legacy. Exactly. And you know, in order to get these executives and senior leadership and managers to stick around, really comes down to pulling the talent levers. And that's something we're going to be talking about in our, in our next podcast, Michael, is, is how, how do you really find the, the right people that are going to stick around at the company, that's going to look at, at the organization as, as something they want to make successful versus what's in it for me, if it's not there for me. I, I'm going to leave, and and when that happens, those behaviors at the that turnover, that leadership turnover we talk about, 
when your employees see that type of behavior, what are they going to want to emulate? Or what kind of faith are they going to have in that company or trust? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it goes back, as you said before, it goes back at the point of hiring. Yes. And it's it's so vital that HR understands what those values are and the practice of those values and the behavior of those values and the communication of those values. If if if, uh, if HR does not understand those things, not only intellectually, uh, intellectually, but also intrinsically, yeah, they're not part of that, then they won't be able to recognize this would be a good fit, an ad, or it would not be a good fit, an ad, or maybe be a good fit, but it's really not going to do a whole lot for the growth of the con- of the company. Right. So that's you got to get it at that level. And everybody just can, almost they can smell like, yeah, this is the right kind of individual that they'll, they'll bring what it is that we need. Or mm, you're a great person, but it's not going to be for us here. And you, we've actually seen this, Michael, uh, with some of the other organizations we've worked with. The turnover gets to the point where it's so high that HR can't keep up. Oh, yeah. They can't keep up with the recruiting process and 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 the onboarding and everything else that comes along with that. And so you see a lot of almost throwing meat on the floor. We got to get meat on the floor. We got to get someone in that position. And so it becomes it, it just it just kind of spirals downward, if you will. It exacerbates the whole process. Yes, solving. That's right. And again, it goes back to leadership. Leadership, your your self awareness, and I'm going to use that word even though leaders may not always like that idea because it sounds so kumbaya, but your self-awareness of who you are as a leader and what you are representing is so critical. And so often, sadly to say, leaders misunderstand that. They don't really get who they are and what they're bringing to the table in terms of their leadership character, their leadership beliefs, their leadership development. They, They just don't get it for whatever reason. And if, if you're in that boat where you're not seeing the results that you want in your organization, the first place to go is not to the boardroom. It is not to go to the conference room. It is to go to the bathroom. And that is to look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. That's right. Look in the mirror because that's where the hang up is. And we're not saying that to discourage you. We're not saying that to, uh, to put you down, to make you feel bad. It really is a lifeline when you think about it. The lifeline, if it's not going good, Look at yourself. Look where it is that you may have to go to make some change. Changes are going to be uncomfortable. One other thing I want to talk about real quickly here. We've got about just two minutes to hit this. Okay. That is this. There is confusion in in, uh, in our society today about culture change. Yes. That it, and there's there's these you know, these cultures, the organization that they just, you know, leadership just wants it to be the way they want it to be because it's it's serving them great. May not be working for the company. There's another kind of culture change that's coming at us, and that's really political. Political cultural change in an organization always turns out bad. It's just they're two different. They're two different dynamics. You know what may be good for a political movement or a political cause is probably not necessarily good for the bottom line of an organization. Absolutely. We're seeing that acted out almost weekly. This company did this, and now they're going broke. This company, you can just see it again and again. So if it's you got this 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 struggle here about we want it to be our way, which is really a long term implosion, yeah. or this political culture change, or change to a healthy culture, and that's complete. Those are three different kinds of cultures, basically. And uh, and and I'm going to tell you very frankly, and Rich, I know you'll agree with me. The best 
thing that you can do leaders, the very best thing you can do is to get somebody from the outside to come in and have you do, have them do a cultural assessment on your organization. Absolutely. Based upon enduring principles of how organizations work, how they are healthy, how they grow, how they are supportive, and how they really are the things that make uh, an organization great. Do it from outside. Leaders don't do your own. You'll add your own biases and prejudices. HRs don't do those because that often goes into wish hunts, you know, covering your own behinds. Don't do that. Get something that's real. All right, Rich, let's wrap this up. here, Here, just to add one other thing to that. If you've yeah. got culture problems and you're trying to do your own internal assessments, number one, you started at the wrong place. You need to start at the top. You need to make sure that everybody on that senior leadership team is going to be ready for what's coming. True. Start, Sarah. And secondly, and most importantly, in a lot of ways, if there's problems in your, your organization, you're already viewed as the bad the bad guy. You're already viewed as a bad guy. So if you're going out there asking people in your organization, what's going wrong here? And they they don't think it's going to be something that is confidential or anonymous. You're not going to get the right answers. Get any answers. If you get any. Yeah. Okay. There well, you go. Executive Leaders Act, ILEC.com. That's us. BBD. Yep. All right, folks. And until next time, um, hang on to those leaders. Leaders, stick around. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Learn how to endure a little bit more, persevere yeah. a little bit more. Let's hang in there. Get a little tougher about all that. Great. Yeah. We'll talk about that another time. Grit. Yeah. All right. All the best to you, folks. Leaders, lead well. Take care. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.